Welcome to the 1% Mindset Podcast, where we know success starts from the shoulders up before it starts from the shoulders down. On this podcast, we talk about mindset. We have really dope interviews, but most important, we work on you. Tune in. I love you. What's going on, guys? This is Mike with the 1% Mindset Podcast. Hope you guys are doing absolutely, absolutely amazing. Uh, this week, we have an amazing, amazing guest, uh, Ms. LaKenya Francis. How are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm great, actually. <laughs> it's nice to be with you today. Um, excited to get into this conversation. Yeah, For no, sure. I've been looking forward to it. No, absolutely, man. You know, when I when I invite guests onto the podcast, it's really because they're doing a lot of amazing things. And, you know, I, I've seen all the things that you, you've been doing that you've tapped into, into the media, you know, the media coverage you've received um, and just you kind of creating and developing your journey. And, you know, I don't want to give too much of it away. So, I mean, I'll start, I want you to kind of introduce, introduce you a little bit um, with, you know, just who you are. And again, obviously, you know, the, some of the stuff that you've, you've been able to accomplish thus far has been absolutely amazing. So, you know, the floor is yours. All right, man. All right. So um, obviously I'm Lakinia Francis and I'm actually down in, um, in Miami. Um, so I, um, and I'll just give a quick little timeline of course uh, me up to today of so course. of course I'm from here um I did uh, attend University of South Florida in Tampa um and I want to say maybe about 2011 2012 I did move back home um when and when I got back down here uh you know you know how to hustle is <laughs> trying to find something and then um I actually ended up teaching a lot of people don't know that I taught yeah. for four years middle school and high school um, oh, nice. so yeah, yeah. And then I kind of, um, got into government and then, um, so what led me to where I am today is I actually needed a hobby. <laughs> I needed something extra to do. Right. So my spouse said, Hey, listen, you gotta find something to do. <laughs> you know, my job is Monday through Friday, eight to five. Like, all right, it gotta be more than Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> And, and true enough, that's how it really got started. And I was like, man, what can I do? What can I do? You know, um, I know I always had that entrepreneurial spirit in me, but I'm like, all right, let me, let me do this. Let me figure this out. So I started researching and um, I actually stumbled across vending. And I was like, whoa, this is pretty interesting. See vending machines all around. Um, never really thought much into it, like, honestly. Um, and as I began to do more and more research, I'm like, all right, this is something that the average Joe can get into. So I, you know, did some research for quite a while, actually. And then eventually I was like, you know what? At this point, I've done all the research I can do. I just kind of got to get out there and, you know, and, and hey, you know, experience is the best teacher. So got out there, uh, purchased a couple of machines. I will be honest, I'm very transparent about the journey. It was, it wasn't as easy as I thought it was. And that's really because I just didn't know, um, a hundred percent of what I was doing. You know, a lot of times we go Google YouTube stuff and you get some, some information, but it's a little bit different from the actual experience. Right. So once I got into that space, I'm like, ah, oh, man, you know, mistakes have been made. Money has been spun, you know, time has been lost or whatever, but I gained experience. And so that will never go away. And um, of course, what's the next thing that people always ask? How do you get into that, right? That's like very normal. How do you get in that? How do you get in it? So um, at that point, I was well, like- before, Well, before yeah, go ahead, we go even go through how you get into that, cause I, I, that is, you know, a topic. So as, so you you went from teaching, right? And uh -huh. you went teaching and then you had your, your government job. So you transitioned out of teaching and salute, right? I taught for one year uh, and I taught elementary <laughs> school and um, almost, pull the little hair I have left out <laughs> so it's tough it really yeah. is so I you know I always say you know because before I taught I said man teachers get all this time off they deserve every Need break it. they Need get it. yes Need it. so then you 
transitioned into the, the government job of you know what you're what you did or what you're currently doing i'm not sure are you still currently in that i i am but um right. eventually i am i'm i'm planning right now to got, got kind of entrepreneurship transition you gotta okay. do it in the right way so no, of, of course but 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 um funny enough with with this i i teach travel throughout the state and teach adults <laughs> yeah. um and so it's still within the same um you know spectrum i create curriculum so it's mm. all like really tying in together um with with the whole teaching thing yeah no i i i love that so then you're supposed to say hey you know you you need something to do you're driving me crazy <laughs> um, <Yep. laughs> find, find something all right cool find so something. I, so as you, so what really what first attracted you what was was it the model was it the simplicity like what attracted you to vending okay so that's actually a really awesome point so really what i was so in my thought process right i'm like all right i gotta find something to do um on a serious note something but but it has to be something realistic that i can pull mm -hmm. um because the actuality is that if you're going to start a business, businesses take money to start. <laughs> um, and, you know, sometimes that's what people don't really like. Hey, you need money to start a business. And so um, I was like, all right, what can I start where it's realistic, where I can save and then kind of get into it? And, um, you know, and that's kind of how I came up with vending machines and really watching at work how the people were using the machine, like just using it like crazy. And I'm like, what? You know, it, it. I took a moment back, you know, and just started to evaluate things around me. Um, and uh, and and yeah, when I started doing my research on the uh, cost of the machines, um, and upkeep, that was another thing. So I said, all right, I'm not gonna quit my job. So what can I do in between? What can I do at the same time that's realistic? That's not gonna stress me out, take me away. And the vending machine model was perfect because it wasn't 100% passive, but it was like semi-passive, you know? Put a little a little time into it um, and boom, you know, you, you can generate some income. And I, I wasn't really looking to try to find another job. That's not what I wanted to do. Um, so yeah, that's how I really kind of dove into that model. I was like, all right, this is perfect. I can, I can save. I can really get into this. I don't have to go begging for money. This is something that I can do on my own with time. And so that's really what attracted me to that. Um, you know, the biggest thing that most people want to do is real estate, real estate, real estate. Um, you know, but again, you got to have money. <laughs> so this was just a little bit more realistic at the time for me. Got it. Okay. So, so you, you dove in to uh -huh. to vending so did you get did you purchase one machine like so what was that process like as you started so, in terms of doing that so what i did was i you know started looking on the marketplace and um i was like all right i seen someone selling some machines and i you know get them up and i said all right i'm gonna purchase these set of machines so two machines um and it's so funny i was like yeah i'll, I'll find somewhere to put them but in the meantime i'm gonna grab these and put them in my garage so I, <laughs> I set up a time to go pick the machines up. And um, I was like, all right, you know, my little brother, he's strong. He can do anything. He can pick up anything. So <laughs> we got my dad's truck and we drove over. Um, and when I got there, that's when I was like, oh, shoot, these machines weigh like a thousand pounds. <laughs> so that was the first thing that I I didn't know. YouTube didn't tell me, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, to look out for or, you know, reading an article. Um, and so I had to, of course, you know, take a step back and count for unexpected expense of moving the machines. So once I got the machines, then it was like, all right, I got the machines. Now I'm going to bring them to my house. Um, all right, now I got these machines. Okay, they're taking up all this space. Now I got to play around with them, you know, um, you know, learn the machine. And then it was like, all right, these machines are sitting here. All right, now you got to do something with these machines. What are you going to do with them? And I was like, all right, I got to find a spot. So this is where I thought, all right, you know, um, just find somewhere, you know, go, go to a couple places, you know, ask them if they're interested in the machine. I'll, I'll find a place in no time. And that's when I realized, whoa, so this is the hard part about the business. <laughs> so how long were they, how long were so they easy. sitting? How long were they sitting before you eventually got them into your first, uh, Honestly, space? they were sitting for a couple of months because I just didn't have the time that I thought I did. Right. I thought I had all the time in the world. Right. I work Monday through Friday, eight to five. I can just go out to work. But you got to think about it. Decision makers are usually there doing business hours in the businesses. 
um, you know, and by the time you get off work and then the weekend. So it was actually a lot more time consuming. There was a process. There was, there was things that I was missing again, lack of knowledge. Um, you know, no mentorship, nobody to tell me, all right, you know, Hey, this is the best way or the best route. So it was all, you know, learn as you go. Um, but it, it really for a couple of months and then I was like, all right, I got to get rid of these machines. Either that or I'm selling back because, um, <laughs> you know, I got to do something with them, you know? So I think uh, they set for at least about three months, mm. um, before I got them off. And, and honestly, once that, that is the difficult part. So once you get your machines and you get your location in reality, you should get a location first then buy the machines. Again, I didn't know that. Cause look, my investment was just sitting in my garage for three months that money was tied up without, you know, making money. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but, but go ahead. So, so, okay. So it sat in, so you got him into your first location. What was that process like of getting it into the location and where, if you're able to say, I'm not sure if there's any restrictions, yeah, yeah, like yeah. where did you um, end up putting it? Was it a convenience store? Like what was that, that no, process? No, no, no. So, um, once I eventually acquired a location, it was actually, um, near the Marlow stadium. Um, down in Miami, Florida, um, at a mechanic shop. So it was like a tire shop slash mechanic shop. Um, now, here's the funny part. Um, communicating with the owner was a little difficult, right? That's another part. It's really, uh, you know, Miami is predominantly Spanish or whatever. So that took a couple of weeks just to coordinate that move. Um, so I eventually had to get somebody that spoke Spanish to kind of talk in place, you know, because uh, the first conversation was with the nephew. And then all of a sudden the nephew disappeared. So anyways, once I got that squared away, um, that was one piece. And I was like, oh, my God, OK, the people that brought the machine to my house, I don't want to use them again because, you know, the, the personal reasons. And so I, I was like, all right, now I'm going to hunt to find someone to move these heavy machines, because a, a lot of people think, oh, I can just get, you know, two guys and a dolly well, these machines are heavy uh so now i was on a hunt again looking for someone who had the the you know the means to move them once that got moved um and they they put them in a the location for me uh thankful enough this guy was nice enough to kind of give me some tips because he had already been in the, the industry um and in in tips as far as like hey you know, us Spanish people, we like it spicy. We like a lemon, you know, because, and see me, I'm thinking, all right, I'm going to go to BJ's and just buy some Doritos and Cheetos. And, and just, and these are things that really are a big deal in the business that you don't even think about it. You know, the demographics of where the machine is going. And, you know, he even gave me some tips on an even better place to go, you know, to buy my, my product at wholesale. So that process right there alone was like, and then check this out. Um, very early on, you know, you get calls. Hey, the soda won't come out or it ate my dollar. And it's like, oh, my God, I'm at work right now. <laughs> so these are things that I wasn't thinking about prior to. Again, thankful enough, connecting with this gentleman that moved the machine for me. It was nice enough to like, you know, and I built that trust where I can, hey, you know, can you go and check it out and, and give him the key and let him you know, go check it out for me and just pay them. And, but these are things that, you know, when you're getting in, you got to be aware of and have a system in place, especially if you're working a, a job. And most people who get into vending are working a regular job. Of course. You know, this is their side hustle. Of course. Um, so yeah, that, that process was a learning process. Actually, it was a little bit more stressful than I thought it was going to be a piece of cake. And it was like, Whoa, <laughs> all right, this is serious here. <laughs> yeah. Um, Man, so that so so you, you ended up, I guess, building a relationship at a mechanic shop with a nephew. I'm guessing did you just like pick up the phone and just call place it? Did you drive by like no how actually did you, what was so so when it comes to acquiring a location, right? So there's 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 one or two ways you can do. It. You can either do what you just said, literally go by, have a pitch, um, scout a place out, see if it's a potential good location. Um, you can ask them if they're interested in having a machine, you know, put in their place, a free machine, um, and kind of, you know, show them the benefit of having a machine or tell them the benefit of having it. You can do that, or they actually have services where they do the calling for you. 
Mm. Right. And so in, honestly, that's that's the route I ended up going. Because yeah, I was like, because you, you got more, you had more, you yeah, know, but, money but, than time at at the time. Yeah, at that but point. people now, some people they they have their feelings and about that, you know, like, uh, man, I don't want to pay somebody else to do it. But really, when I sat down and thought about, it, I was like, wow, I really don't have as much time as I think I do. So honestly, that's how I acquired the um, the location or whatever. Um, I had, you know, I had somebody else to do it for me. But once that, once they connected me with them, you know, I had to take it over from there. So it was just a matter of, hey, are you interested in a machine? Oh, yes, you do. Okay, cool. Hey, Lakinya, here's the info. Okay, you take it from there. And um, yeah. Okay, so so that so you acquired your first location. Um, you said you bought two machines initially. The yeah. second, so your second location now, I guess it was through the same means now that you learned some things, was the process a little bit now, easier? Did you go through some of the same struggles? So actually, <laughs> so so the next the next location was a little bit different. Um, and I hope everybody following me here. It's a learning process, man. It really is, you know, learning. Um, but the second location, I actually um, purchased a route, is what they call it. So that means that, you know, I have machines in the location and I'm going to sell that, um, you know, and some people do that. They put place locate, they place machines in locations and then they sell them, you know, they make more money for them. Like, Hey, I already got it set up for you. The, the machines are already on location. I'm going to charge you, let's say $3,000 or whatever the, the amount is. All you got to do is pay me and I'm going to give you, here's, here's your keys and it's yours. Um, so that's the route that I went in, man, with that, you got some good and some bad with that. Good part about it is already in place. And sometimes why do people do that? Maybe they don't want to be in the business anymore. Um, maybe they're moving on, maybe they're retiring, but the big thing that a lot of people got to be careful with is they're just passing you over, you know, a headache, (laughs) Or passing you over something that they're just not interested in anymore is not working out for them or whatever. And not to say all of those deals are bad, but that's just another thing that there's some 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 things you have to look out for first before you just say, yeah, I'm gonna jump on that just because it sounds so good. Um, but at any rate, that's that's the process that I went through, um, and it was actually three machines and it was in a large warehouse. Um, and and so funny because at this point I'm in over my head now. It's just too much with a job, and then I'm like, oh my god, like, <laughs> what did I get myself into? You know? Um, so you went from one to four, essentially. No, 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 no. I went from remember the first location. It had two machines in it. Oh, so your first location. Yeah. When you it, got it the was, two, you put you put both of them in that one. Yeah, location. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, got it. Yeah, okay, yeah. so yeah, that's. Yeah. Okay, so there's some clarity. Okay, so the, yeah, and okay. then the second location, it was three machines. Got it. Okay. So, so in total, that was five, and that's what I'm saying. Like, so I want to ask really quick, just for just yeah. for clarity. So, when you had the two, was one like sodas and drinks, and one like snacks? Were one they was both snacks, or one was um, sodas and one was snacks. Got it. Okay, in that yeah. first location. Now, got now it. they do have the machines where it's two, um, snack and drink. Um, which is really popular right now. A lot of people do that because, you know, it's just one machine, you know, you don't have to move two machines, space, whatever. Um, that's really the move to go. But, but yeah, no, it was two separate machines. Got it. Um, okay. So, so, okay. That makes yeah. sense now. Okay. Yeah, Cause yeah, I was like, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, so your second location now, um, that's when you did the the what is called the route. Yeah, the, yeah. What was it? So I purchased the route. I purchased, purchased the route. Purchased Meaning the route. Purchased the route. That the machines were already at the location. The person was selling it. They were selling multiple routes, but you know that was that was what I could do, and and I got that one, and you know, rocked with that for a while. Um, I actually I actually had uh, all of those up until a little bit earlier this year. And I kind of just cut ties with it. Got I, it. Was I, that because of like the stress of that? No, particular? no, no. Honestly, it's because I, um, the consulting thing just kicked off and I just don't have time for that anymore. Got it. So, Which we'll, we'll, we'll get into in a second. Yeah. But okay. so, 
So, <laughs> so yeah, that, so basically what that looks like, what that looked like once I had that going. So this, I will say, once you got your machines, once you got your locations, at that point, it really and truly is a piece of cake. It's not really difficult. What does the maintenance look like? What does that look like maintaining it? Um, going to the store, purchase your product, right? And then taking time out, whether it's once a week, once every two weeks, and servicing the machine. And what the servicing means, that just simply means going to the location, opening up the machine, stocking it back up, refilling it, you know, wipe it down, make sure everything is functioning properly, locking it back up. See you next time. So it's do really you, simple once it's once it's once it's good to go. Do you have to rent out? Cause I'm and I'm I thought I heard this. Maybe I'm do you have to like rent out like, hey, I want to put this vending machine here and an owner can be like, all right, cool, it's a hundred dollars a month, or do they so, typically let you do it? That's a really good question, right? So the way it works, right? Think about this, right? Now, a lot of days people are really trying to like, hey, you want to put your machine in here? Um, I want a hundred dollars a month, but. But think about it. Let's say you're at a hospital, urgent care, sitting in there in the waiting room, and you're hungry. You're not going to leave. You know, there's a vending machine. So for the hospital, that is a convenience to their to their uh, patients, right? It really, and guess what? Whoever owns that, they that's their machine. They pay for it. They come and keep the product um, in there. They keep it maintained so if it breaks down or you know anything happens that's all on them it's not on the hospital so by me approaching a location saying hey can i place this machine in here because of x y and z um depending on how you pitch it they you don't you don't offer any money okay now some places will say oh yeah i need a cut you know um because they're getting hip or you know they just want some money and they know that oh i can you know and that's normal and that's okay and um and, and and I know you said a hundred dollars, so it really just depends. Some places yeah, will have right. a fixed amount, some it'll be a percentage. Um, but it isn't like a fact that okay, because you're putting this machine in there, you have to pay rent. So that's not really how it goes. You could really put it in there for free. Um, so for example, the one location at the um the mechanic shop. The lady told me at the very beginning, she says, oh, perfect, perfecto. You know, what about my electricity? What about my electricity? So in that case, I said, all right, well, can I give you $25 a month? Okay. So she really was concerned about her electricity. It really wasn't about, oh, I'm going to cut. It was, you know, whatever. Second spot, didn't pay anything. Why? Check this out. It's a warehouse. Most people working in a warehouse, what are they doing? They're working. They're not sitting down going to Tuesdays, Red Lobsters for the lunch special and in their three-piece suit while they're at work. These people are dirty. They're working. That machine is a big convenience for them. Right? What's surrounded about? What's surrounded around them? And it's a warehouse district. There's no stores. The nearest gas station, you have to get in the car and drive away. So someone offering services to this place, hey, I got free machines for your you know, your employees, drink, snacks. Um, you guys don't have to do anything. They don't want anything because it's a convenience for them. So it really has mm. to pitch it. So that's got how it. it goes. You know, um, some people will say, hey, I'll offer you, you know, a percentage to get that yes, um, you know, to kind of lure them in or whatever. And then there's some places where they just straight up ask for a percentage, um, like schools, right? And, and the reason why is because schools use that for that funding that percentage that they make off of that for, you know, maybe uh, the athletic department, they typically use it for, to, to put back into the school. Mm, okay. So that really, makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, so that, that's, so that's your second location now. Um, and we don't need to go through each of them. How many locations do you have currently right now? Cause I know you're doing the consulting thing. So you eased back a little bit. Yeah, no, 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 no. I, I, I got out of it completely. Got it. Okay. So, so yeah. You guys, so how long? So you started. So when did you say you, you put your first machine in? What what year was that? Um, that was back in 2017. 20 so 2017. You put your first machine in. How many? Um, I think locations did you have at one time? At one point? Two. Two. Okay, so you had those two, and you were in yeah. there for how, about how long? 
until earlier this year. I, I okay. actually, so this is what happened around last year sometime. Or, or, or if it was last year at the beginning, but it, it, it's been a little while. Remember this guy I keep talking about? Mm-hmm. That shows Give you him, love and... Hey, me and him really build up a really good relationship. I actually kind of had him take over the machines for me. So although I still had the machines, I really wasn't dealing with them anymore, honestly. Okay. Um, Because I've been doing this consulting thing for like two years now. Got it. Okay. So So I just, yeah, I just, hey, hey man, do you mind? Oh yeah, no problem, Francis. You know, just built that relationship. He was was an entrepreneur. This guy was a full-time, that's what he do. He moves stuff, he fix stuff. Um, That was a really good connection that I had. And then eventually I just, I honestly had him sell the routes for me. Mm, okay, mm-hmm. so he was, he was into this, so he knew what to do. I said, "Hey, man, really, you just taking a weight off of my shoulders? Do your thing, and and then you know, and then I just got my money back." What was it? Do you think it was you know for, from an entrepreneurial standpoint, someone looking to get in? I know you're doing consulting now, um, mm-hmm. but and obviously, consulting helps you can help you know more people. But do you, was it, was the stress of like doing that, did it outweigh or like, was it worth having vending machines there? Or do you think it was just based on your time, it was more stressful than not? So it, 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 it was based on my time, but um, knowing what I know now, remember I went in there on my own, Nobody telling me nothing. Nobody saying, Lakinia, you should do this, this, and that. Here are some things that could happen. Here's some things you should look at. I went in there on my own, literally just doing it um, and learning from it. So now people have a lot more resources within the, ben- the vending industry. As you can see, a lot of more people are into it. There's a lot more um, just experience that's out there for people to kind of piggyback off of. I didn't have any of that. So um, it, it actually is worth it. Now, if I can go back, which I am I'm actually going to, and I'll tell you about it, I'm actually going to dip back into it. Um, but if, if, if at that time, if I had to rewind back, I would probably do a different type of vending rather than just snacks and drinks. Mm, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah, that's probably what I would have done. Now that I wouldn't have done vending, I just would have done something else. Again, I didn't know. Got it. Um, okay. Yeah. So, so, so. Just not so what kind because I know there's different, you know, you see in like airports and stuff, you yeah. see people selling, you can get electronics, you know, ear pods, you can and get all kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I saw like women, this uh like I think it was like shoes or slippers, like it was all kind it, of stuff, man. So all so, kind of stuff. So it, it looks like the vending machine business is, is is great. So what you said your only real change would be instead of doing snacks and drinks, would be something else in the vending Absolutely. Space. Yeah, I would have yeah, just done something else. Um, yeah, I would have done something else. Absolutely. Is that is that because there's a bigger like uh, price margin? Is that yeah. because? <laughs> that is okay. now with the experience that I have and the people that I'm helping. Um, remember, I'm building relationships with these people. It's not just like, oh, hey, go buy a course. Go, you know, like I have an actual real relationship. Of course. And these people are making money. Hmm people are making money and so if I had to go back which is why I'm I'm gonna kind of dip back into it but in a you know in a manner that I can handle it I don't want to get overwhelmed but um yeah I would definitely do something else probably the beauty section mm. okay. I would probably do the beauty section because they're, they're making money <laughs> Well, so something like that location is obviously very important right you know you wouldn't yeah, put you know something so how do you determine Based on because with with the snacks, you know the vending, mm-hmm. the snacks and drinks, you can basically you know hospitals, you know a lot of different places, variety. Wait, you know people yeah. where there's people where there's people. Yeah, essentially, you know when you think about the beauty, it's more gender specific. At least my assumption. Yeah, it's yeah, it kind of is depending on what you're selling in there. You know who your target is. Um, it is sort of gender specific. Yeah, so I mean, if you're thinking about going into so. What's a location, right? Because you said you have people in the yeah, beauty yeah, section yeah. doing well. Like, so where, where are good locations for that that people can actually set up shops, right? If they wanted so, to. And I'm, when you say beauty, I'm, my first assumption was like, you know, maybe like 
makeup and you know yeah. something of that nature if there if it's something else uh feel yeah. free to tell me but that's yeah. like my initial thought so so um okay so beauty and i kind of started tapping into this around the pandemic um or whatever when the pandemic first started to happen that's when i kind of really dived into the, the beauty section and um and so it first started off with people just doing hair machines they're selling hair extensions mm. then it got into okay people are selling eyelashes um and then now currently today uh, you got to think a little bit more i think about literally if you go inside of a beauty supply store what are some of the most common things that you know ladies are picking up in there those are the things that you're going to add in that machine so when you think about a location, where are these women, where are they? Where are they gathering together at a, a common place? Um, so the most popular place was the mall, right? Mall is still a great spot. Um, the only thing about the mall currently today is that a lot of people dipped into this and a lot of malls already have machines. So I don't even know if you go into, into your local mall, um, but maybe the next time you do kind of pay attention and see what kind of vending machines they have in there. Um, I know there are certain cities like like Atlanta, for example, you know, they're 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 beauty supplied out. <laughs> you know, they have lashes and hair machines and probably all their malls. And I think that in that area, that's that's pretty much it. Um, so now moving on. All right. Well, OK, the malls are saturated. So where can I put this machine? So the next place um, when you think about women, where are women gathering right at a nail salon? Um, another popular space i don't know the proper terminology for it but they have like where um like these halls or these um i don't know business plazas or places where they have all of these like they might have someone in this room they do hair someone in that room they do nails someone in that uh, room they are barber um you know yeah sweets that's another spot Right. Um, I actually, when I, the last time I went and got my hair done, my um, stylist is now in a suite. And it was my first time seeing that down this way where I live. Um, it, it was a lot, like at least 30 to 40 different. And everybody in there is doing you know, hair, you know, or barber or stylist, eyebrows, uh, you know, whatever in one big suite. That's an ideal spot because people that are going there are going to groom themselves or they're, you know, they're into that, that beauty space. So that's another good spot. But a spot that is really probably the top spot um, is a hotel. Mm, wow. Hotel. By the way, you guys are getting this for, for free, by the way. So right, man. <laughs> I, I definitely, we definitely appreciate it. Okay, so hotel. Yeah, I, no I never thought, I definitely, I never thought. So what? what's the process? You know, especially when you think about these big chain, you know, the Marriott's, the Hilton's and stuff like that. Like, are so, we reaching out? Like, what does that look like? So... The truth is, right, um, when I'm working with somebody one-on-one, I always tell them, because people always think, I want to go inside Miami International Airport. I want to go in JFK. Like, come on now, let's be realistic. Let's, let's. <laughs> yeah. So the truth is you want to um, kind of target um, the smaller businesses, the ones that aren't chains, um, because when you're talking about corporate and the different, different chains, then you're talking about, you got to go all the way up here and it's probably going to take you forever. But if you go to like, maybe these hotels, a lot of hotels are franchised, you know, mm. like they have a single owner. Um, and, and a lot of people think it's like some special formula. It really is not. It's a matter of going in there and talking to the right person and, you know, offering your services to them. Um, mm. It really is, you know, just in, in, but I know it's easier said than done. A lot of people don't like talking to people. Yeah, that's a, that's, that's a fair. That's a, that's yeah. definitely a big fear for people is <laughs> a getting lot of rejected. Like, but I got to go in there and ask for the manager. Um, <laughs> and then some people are like, all right, I'll do what I got to do, but I don't know what to say. And I literally tell people what to say, literally. Mm. I have people text me, hey, looking, I'm getting ready to go to da 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 And I'll write up a text message and tell them exactly what to say literally <laughs> so when did people start you know you obviously started a consulting business around teaching people um how to mm -hmm. start their vending business right i create vending i believe that's mm -hmm, the name mm -hmm. of the business right yeah, yeah. like when, when did that start were people just asking you and you said man i can legit you know turn this into a business like what does that literally. look what did it look like 
literally people started asking like hey how do i get into that and i did a lot of free consultations just telling people and after a while i'm like damn i'm tired of this like at least let me get paid for it right <laughs> so i started off with just doing calls you know scheduling calls on a you know a calendar on, on my time my time off in the evenings and stuff like that then i was like let me let me create a quick little ebook then I was like, man, let me invest in a, you know, I started learning. Let me get a website. And let me make some courses for those people that don't want to talk. Everybody don't want to get on the phone with me. Some people just want to go through the material. And it's so weird. People are different. Everybody's different. There's no one like, oh, yeah, everybody wants a course. Everybody want to talk to you. No, everybody's different. So anyways, I started creating these things. And then I saw that that was a whole nother world. And um and yeah, that's when I really kind of got into it and just created instruction. And I'm still learning, but I learned so much just over time um, about that space. And and I really enjoy it. And that's the, the most important part, right? You know, when you're just doing something like, oh, I'm going to do it for the money. But I really enjoy it. I really enjoy talking to people and helping them. And they're like, oh, my God, you know, thank you so much. And, you know, it's it, it, it really goes a long way. So... What, what's one of your your I mean I'm sure you have plenty but what's your favorite your most most favorite I don't even know what's your favorite success story right like obviously you've worked with a ton of people you've helped a ton of people is there someone in particular uh that you can think about or a yeah, few that's um, like so um and and I won't take all the credit so I've built up a lot of relationships with people in this business right and so there's one particular um, lady she's specifically with the beauty um, and uh, with her we uh, you know she's just selling the machine she don't got time to be talking to people so that's how we connect right we're not stepping on each other's toes she's selling machines I don't sell machines um, but I prepare proposals I created proposals um, because people started reaching out to me hey you got a proposal nobody has a proposal everybody got ebooks and da 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 so I was like okay you know I'm a writer and I created proposals or whatever. And so me and this lady, we started connecting like that. I specifically do proposals for all of her clients and we just work together. I consult mm. them. I do their proposals. She will them in and she sent them on to me and I kind of groom them, just talk to them, you know, all that stuff that takes patience. And at any rate, there's one particular college um, and she's in Atlanta, by the way, there's one particular college um, in Alabama and um, she's like, all right, Lakinia, get the proposal ready. Um, I'm gonna go in um, and go in person because we've been sending these emails and sometimes in person is what it takes. So she went in person and the intent was just to drop the proposal off. Ended up meeting up with the person, the, the right person. And, um, you know, like, hey, I've been trying to get to you, you know, and okay, well, you know what? Now that you're here, let's, let's take a moment and talk. And her her intent, the intent was to get the client with just one machine. They loved the idea so much that they wanted five machines. Oh, wow. Yeah, to put in the girls' dorm area and the boys. And, oh, um, wow. And it's so funny because initially when we told the client, like, hey, they want five. You know, you know, I prepared for five machines. So I actually was about to, uh, me and the partner were actually about to take over that location. And this was recent. I was like, I don't know how we're going to do it, but we can't pass this up because that's a college, man. That's forever. That's like evergreen, never going anywhere. Yeah. Um, but that was a big success because, I mean, bro, five machines on a campus, um, you know, selling convenience items. So, you know, toiletries, hair products. For, for women and men, you know? And so that was a big one. So so do you guys, so I guess you guys hire, cause you said this is in Alabama. So I'm guessing you guys hire people over there to like maintain and run that. No, 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 no. So um, when we're helping someone, we're looking for locations in their area. This person lived in that area. Oh, so she wants to actually, she wants so, to own those. You just kind of helped her set those up. So, okay. So a little while ago, um, so, you know how you have your pain points in every business. Of course. With, with, with vending, it's finding a location, right? So a couple of months ago, we were doing a special. If you buy the machine from us, and, and the reason why I say us is because we're partnered up. Like, I'm, I'm doing my thing. She's doing her thing. She's her business. I'm my business. But, but she sells together. the machine, and I route the people to her. So at any rate, um, she was doing a thing. Let me, let me put it back. 
She was saying, hey, if you buy the machine from me, I will also include a location. And then of course, so many people started like, what? Okay. And it got a little bit overwhelming. So kind of stopped that, but that's how that happened. So this client was in Alabama. She bought a machine and we uh, had to find her a location. So we were looking and scouting. And so that's how that happened. Oh, so, okay. You got to remember, right? So I'm in Miami, right? Most of the people I, I help are everywhere but Miami. Got so it. Okay. With them virtually. So when I'm helping them, I'm not talking to them in the place of Miami. I'm talking to them in the place of wherever they are. Whether they're in Newport, California, um, Atlanta, those are my hot areas where I, I help a lot of people. I'm talking to them in those states, you know, not not in my state. So got it. So you have so now you have these locations. The person wanted for so now you guys. I don't want to say you got, um, but now it's finding unless that client wanted all five machines, but finding people to take over each individual of those five machines. Well, or did that no, one we client took all five? Yeah, we weren't going to do that because you got to think about it. You can't you can't do business like that. Hey, I got five different people that's going to maintain these machines. We were just going to take it over to not give up the opportunity. We were going to purchase art. We were going to do it. And we were going to have to work out finding someone oh. to go fill the machines up and stuff. Because she's about two hours away from that area, from Atlanta to Alabama. It's really close. Okay. Um, but that person ended up working it out. She ended up finding the money. <laughs> of course. Oh. I mean, I would have too. I got mean, it that makes so that makes sense okay yeah that's interesting so how did so how did that you know it I, I love collabs right i think collabs are like super dope um how did you initially meet um your business partner initially you know how? i'm curious so so and this is how i met every business partner that i have sitting right here at home and this is when I really started to get into that. Let me help people for real. Not just throw some ebook together. Let me get them resources, valuable resources. And let me connect the dots that I didn't have. Put everything mm. in place for them. So what I started doing, researching. I'm a researcher. That's what I do. Started researching. Finding these people that um, are in this business in every little aspect. And I found her online. And I started, she was in my resources and I started sending people, people started using her, calling her and, you know, buying machines from her. And one day she wrote me on, she wrote um, in my email and was like, hey, um, you've been sending so many people to me, uh, you know, can we speak? And once we spoke, she's like, oh my God, like, I don't even know you. And I was like, yeah, because my point is not to, my point is to help people, you know, go to where they need to go. Mm. And from there, it was like, oh my God, you're a gym. And you know, and we and we connected. And and then another thing, she's a little bit older. So she's like, she'll call me all the time. Like, all right, King, I need a proposal. Blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm more on the tech side, more on the that side. And so we really work well together. And she's doing her machines. I'm not really interested in selling a machine to anyone. Um, so that's her thing. She's into that uh, you know, that that uh, designing it for them and giving them all those tips. Mm. Um, and she's like from up north, Massachusetts. Mm. And so, um, and again, she had a machine on her own, a beauty machine. So that's how she got into that space. But yeah, so that's any, 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 um, anyone that I'm working with currently, it's, it's just reaching out to people, shooting my shot. And <laughs> for real, uh, you know, even big companies, you know, uh, not being afraid to go online and look at the contact and see who's who and connecting with people that's really what it takes and um and, and that's how i built out so many relationships and it just keeps growing and growing and growing is it rare to find women in this business not anymore it used to be predominantly uh, a, a male a male you know business um but now you got a lot of women that's i would say about 70 percent of the people that are helped are women mm. I only asked, I thought it was pretty cool that, uh, you know, you found a, a resource and it was a woman who like sells the machines, right? It, 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 oh, yeah. It, was, uh, yeah, right? it almost, it almost but, surprised me. But let me say this though. Her section was beauty machines, okay. right? Her thing is beauty, but now she does snacks. She does whatever you want. But um, so her thing is, it, it is really more geared towards women who want to customize their machine, put the pretty outside on it, you know, graphics and customize it with their brand or logos. 
So, you know, she's more so for the women. And then um, I have other connects for, you know, people that want just snack and drink machines. And those are traditionally men that are owning those companies, stuff like that. Does it cost more? Does it cost more as far as the machine? Like, um, like, I guess, beauty versus snacks or like. Yeah, because it costs more in the sense of like, um, let's say I wanted to. Um, I'm just throwing this out there. I'm, I crave vending. Uh, I'm, I crave cosmetics and I have you know, my logo and I already sell cosmetics and I just want to um, sell more by putting it in a machine and just dip into another, you know, I, but I want to customize my machine. I want to wrap it with pretty colors. Um, I'm going to put my special products in there. So the machine might need some configurations because maybe my packaging might be bigger than the normal space of like, you know, where the chips fit. So yeah, it costs a little bit more, um, not drastically like, oh my God, so much more, but just a little bit, um, just a little bit more, literally, um, because you're, you're customizing it by wrapping the machine on the outside. What's the, uh, what's the, what's the, I guess the startup cost on average? Startup cost on average, um, your machine, it depends now if you're like, um, I want to, I want the cheapest machine I can find off of Facebook marketplace or offer up, <laughs> um, you, depending on where you are, every state is different. Just like the housing market, just like, you know, every state is different. Some places like in Miami you can get stuff for dirt cheap down here, man, like literally. <laughs> um, but whereas, you know, maybe up North will be a little bit more expensive. Uh, but, but let's say you want to go a refurbished route where you want to buy the machine from a company. You want to be safe. You don't want to just buy garbage but you don't want to buy it brand new. Um, I say you got about like $3,000, 2,500 to 3,000 you can get started. And that's, you know, giving you a quality machine with credit card reader um, and your products. Mm, okay. So, going. all right. So about 2,500 to three grand uh, to, to get started, to get, you know, things, things going. Okay, so that that's not uh you know that's it's, not it's too bad. It's real. It's talking. realistic. Yeah. It's realistic, and to be honest with you though, um, Michael, there's, I mean, there's machines out there that's cheaper than that. That's me being on the going to a company. Mm. That's me like saying like, okay, all right, you know, let me tell you how much I paid for my first two machines, five hundred dollars a piece. Mm. It's out there still to this day. I see machines like that every single day for those prices. So if you just want to start off with just a cash only machine, start off with cheaper than that. But that's me putting you with the experience. Now, I don't recommend anybody just buying the cheapest thing on the market. You want to get quality because in the long run, that's just going to give you a headache. But, you know, getting you something decent mm-hmm. you know, with some warranty and um, with your credit card reader, you know, 2500 to three grand. Makes sense. That. Makes sense. Okay. So it's doable. It- so you've been on, I, I, I wrote this down, uh, <laughs> Business Insider, I see Yahoo, you know, some radio shows. Yeah. So a, a lot of things like this business is starting to pick up a lot for, you know, from the consulting side, right? It, yeah. it looks like. So, so how has, uh, yeah. I guess, how, how are you managing everything now, especially with some of the Calendar. press that you have? calendar my calendar bro listen i live by the calendar now i used to try to put everything in my head so the way the way my my business works so i got my daily life right you know i I mentioned i'm still you know employed and i'm working on getting out of that so let's say that's there right so the way um my consulting thing works it's uh, it's all done through a calendar person when they purchase they get my calendar my calendar is set up based on my availability already so they go they pick i get the alert to my phone oh at seven o'clock i got a call whoever in you know wherever they are california oregon wherever i've talked to people all over and i call them and that's how i maintain it when i have um it, it doesn't matter what it is i put it in the calendar and that calendar keeps me aligned it keeps me organized and when i feel like i need a moment because sometimes i get like that i'll go on my calendar and block myself out say I don't care what's going on I, I can't do anything because I'm just I need a I need a <laughs> I need to take a, a break you know so that that's how I manage it honestly and it's been working so far 
Nice, nice. All right, so so that's been going. Uh, like I said, first of all, congratulations. I love to see. I love to see women win. Uh, more specifically, I love to see black women win. It's I don't know. It's like one of my things, right? Yeah. So <laughs> def, definitely salute to you and and Appreciate in that it. space and just just what you're doing and just just helping people. All right. One of the things you know, the calendar thing has been that's something that I'm starting to do now. Uh, because I used to try to put things in my head and what, what someone told me this, they said, you stress more out trying to remember what you have to do than actually doing what you have to do. I put everything in my calendar. Yeah. So, oh, man, that has oh, been- you want to invite me out? Oh, hold on. In two months, <laughs> I'll put it in there. For real. You got to. Yeah, man. I mean, if you want to be organized and structured and you really want to grow and set yourself up to win, like if you're just playing around, because initially at first I didn't, I used to like, oh, whatever. But then I had like, oh man, I want to go somewhere and crap, I got a consultation. I didn't even know that. So, you know, the calendar, the calendar, I use it heavily. I rely on it. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, that's, that's yeah. huge. Yeah. All right. So you have this up and going, right? This is, I, I don't want to say automated, but it looks like you. You've no, it is automated. Oh. I've automated the thing. And that's another thing. A lot of people are like, how do you do that? Well, someone who's interested, they'll go on my website. I have a ton of videos where I'm explaining stuff to try to cut down all the emails. Um, they purchase, everything's downloadable, they get access, and when they're ready to talk to me, they got the calendar leak. Calendar mm. leak. It's all automated now. Oh, so this and it and, used and, to be and, like that, but I've gotten it to that point to where I'm like, I mean, so you know, this 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 digital space is, you know, and that's something else I'm branching off into also, you know. I was gonna, I was gonna ask, like, did you? Because this, these, this is like marketing, you know, digital marketing. You got professional. Like, did you figure all of this out on your own? As far yeah, as yeah, I did everything, mm. everything, everything. Uh, just researching, reading, watching what other people are doing, testing. I'm still, I'm, not, I'm not nowhere near saying I'm perfect, but I do have a system in place, and I'm still learning, and I'm finding ways all the time to try to make it better. But this is all from scratch. This is all from me. Just occupying my time with something positive rather than just you know things that aren't scrolling on productive. instagram there you go things that aren't <laughs> as and i still do it right but now that of i'm course. doing it my mindset is different i'm scrolling to see what other entrepreneurs other business coaches are posting what are they doing you know um and um another thing i'm not um, I, that i am doing that a lot of people aren't doing i'm expanding outside of my norm mm. you know i'm working with other people i'm reaching out to other people i don't care about the race and all of that, I'm, I'm networking. And that networking is what, uh, you know, really got me to getting press. Mm. Really networking yeah. and just getting out there with, you know, the unusual. Absolutely. Then no, that makes, that makes a ton of sense. All right, so yeah. let's, <clears throat> excuse me. So let's, I mean, I love what you've done in the, in the vending space. I, I want to spend a little bit of time because you've also started a coffee line that I yes. saw. Yeah. So that's, I, that's, that's brand new. That's like a mono. <laughs> it's like yeah. a mono. Well, I mean, we, so we get to talk about it now. So in a year from now, you can be like, yo, I was on the 1% mindset podcast. And I remember <laughs> this happening. I like, kind of, what, yeah. what kind of happened in that? Like what, what made you so, decide that? Like what's kind of talk so, to me about that. All right. So with, with all of this digital stuff, I said, um, I also want a physical product and, um, not only that, so this one is a little bit more personal, really. Um, and I actually have to get it. But anyways, um, so how I got to this point is I love coffee. That's like a thing. It's something I like, you know, like a lot of a lot of people like coffee. So I love my coffee. I said, all right, well, what can I do to um, also uh, per, uh, pay remembrance to my to my late grandmother who I lost two years ago? Um, and, and that was our thing together, coffee. So that's how I came with Phyllis Coffee Company. So mm. the coffee company is named after her. And then the logo on the coffee is her. Mm. Um, and 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 yeah, so I, I kind of mapped. This is something I've been wanting to do. and just didn't have the time. And what happened was um, back in December-ish, because around this time, stuff get a little bit slow. I guess people are, you know, gearing up for the holidays. Stuff slows down a little bit. And I found time to kind of map that out. But then I got busy again. Right. Mm. Remember, I said around this time last year and then uh, this summer, I was like, you know what, whether I'm busy or not, let me just map some time out to do it because I'll never get it done. 
So, you know, I got it now. <laughs> now that I have the product, now I'm, I'm figuring out a way to, because to, this is different. This is a physical product, how to get this going. But that's how I came up with the, you know, the Phyllis Coffee Company. I've been getting some good feedback so far. Like, you know, oh, it's actually good coffee, which is important because, you know, I want to make sure that people like it and stuff. So, so yeah, man, that's that's one that I am hoping, I'm, I'm, I'm counting on it in a year from now. I'll be like, man, listen, I had just started and I was on a 1% <laughs> and, and, hey, and I was talking about it and, and look, look where we're at now. So that's really, really what I'm hoping So, and, that, and that's it. So you found like a roaster and you branded yeah. it. How, do, how I, does that work? Man, your girl is a researcher. <laughs> they're actually up in New York. Um, they're actually okay. up in New York. Nice. Um, so yeah, I found, I found a roaster to, to you know, I tasted some samples, see what they got, make sure I like it. And I ended up going with them, see how we can work together. And yeah, so it, that took a little bit of research. That wasn't just like a Google search, it took time. I had to taste their coffee. I had to, you know, map out my idea. It took some time, but yeah. So yeah, that's how that went. Okay, so you got a little bit of, you know, it's, it's brand new. So you'll start eventually the marketing process and the plan for that yeah. to, get, to get that yeah. going. Yeah, it's... it's is I'm, I'm 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 trying to get that going, but yeah, I've been getting some sales here and there. You know, when I mention it to people, because a lot of people drink coffee, you know. So mm. really, you know, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, oh let me go buy some, let me taste that out, you know. And, I, wonder uh, if, I wonder if you could put coffee in the vending machine. The irony of that. Yeah, there's coffee, coffee vending machines. Oops. I'm working <laughs> my... with someone. I'm working with someone right now. He's up in I forget where he's from, Massachusetts, I think, somewhere up there, somewhere up north. Um, where he's trying to get them into some car dealerships, um, and so yeah, it's a thing. You it's might you might as well do both. You know, help consult them with the vending machine and then sell them your coffee to put your you know coffee what? into the vending machine. <laughs> hey, let me tell you what I did. I did this and it and it kind of worked a little bit. I'm gonna push it back out. I'm, I'm brainstorming. I was offering. I know this sounds crazy. Free consultations if someone bought two bags of coffee. So I want to tell you, I want to tell you a secret. I, and he was actually on my podcast. Uh, I think it's episode 117, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has a, he has a coffee company called Ama Coffee. Um, his name is Anthony Manaya, And that's what he did. He's like a business coach, but he has, he's grown such a large following when people bought like two bags of coffee or something like that. He, he went on like a 15 or a 30 minute phone call with them. Right. Yeah. And that helped push like sales. So I need to, and and I've gotten people like that, right? Um, I just gotta, I guess, I guess I gotta keep pushing it, keep pushing it. But I'm like, cause if you look at my, you know, talk to me, you know, hundred dollars for, you know, a consultation, you can buy two bags of coffee is way cheaper and get me on the phone. Yeah, exactly. Right? And and a, free cons- you know, a free call and I treat it like a, a paid consultation. I don't be like, oh, this is, you know, so I, and I've gotten a few like that. I need to push that a little bit more because um, yeah. I really do to push some of this coffee out there. And then once they taste it and they like it, and if they drink coffee like that, then they'll, they'll come back. Yo, yeah. I, man, I, I love, love what you're doing, man. This is, it's absolutely amazing. Uh, I'm a huge, huge fan and I'm, I'm super grateful uh, that you, that, you know, to have you on, because there, again, there's you, it, it's important to see that, you you did it right i've seen so many people who coach and do all these things and say all these things that they haven't done and yeah. like you said you you really have you really try to create impact for people and yeah. you know that's how you've been able to build these relationships and really create a space and a platform where it looks like people now really just come to you right it doesn't really yeah. seem like yeah. you you go out to say hey i can help you with this you know yeah yeah like, it, yeah it's it's yeah, people people do come to me. Um, man, but these relationships are they really <laughs> it's crazy, man. It, they they really go a long ways. And um I'm actually I know this is off topic, but I do want to say this. So I I um there's a, a group called the Corporate Supporter Club. So there's a podcast that I did with the young lady and she has a, a group where, you know, like minded people that wanna, you know, quit their nine to five. And so the group is just for them. And I'm actually next month, November, um, going to teach them about how to monetize their knowledge. So that's mm. something in 2022 that I'm going to be getting into. I'm trying to build out a coaching program because remember, Mike, I learned all this from scratch. 
um, I took what I knew and I built, you know, this consultation business. And and so, yeah, I'm going to teach other people how to do it. I'm not, not, hold on, let me take that back. I'm not going to teach them. I'm going to coach them through it um, on how they can do it the same, you know, and take what they know and, and monetize from it. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I I love it, especially like you said. One of the things I asked, I was like, "Man, you did the website and you know the funnels and the automation and stuff." He's like, "Yeah, research, right?" And it, it's so crazy because, uh, yep. it, it, like, that is that is the true spirit of a hustler, of an entrepreneur, of someone who wants to create it, right? Like, in order for you to be effective, yes, as when you need to start to scale, you'll be able to hire and get other people, but yeah. you need to understand the ins and outs of your business and how to run it yeah. effectively. And the only way to do it or to know it is, is by doing right. And, and we tend to forget that sometimes. So man, that is, yeah. I, I, I am, uh, I'm amazed. I'm it, man. It, it's, it's dope. You've done a lot of dope, dope work, man. I'm, I'm really excited about this, this episode specifically because there's so much appreciate great work, it. uh, that, that you, you've done, um, not only in the vending space, but, uh, in, you know, it, just in what you're going to do in the coffee space, right? Like you, you had to oh, go man. through those, those bumps and bruises, yeah, uh, to yeah. get uh, to where you are, man. Sweet, man. Well, I'll ask, uh, I'll ask one thing really quick. One, if there, so now that you're in this, and uh, again, I don't want to hold you too long. Uh, what is one piece of advice that you give your clients? You are, I don't want to say regularly, but like, what's like one yep. important thing that you kind of really just give to people, you know, as they're going forward? Um, so something that I, that I give to the folks as we're going forward, as they're going forward, um, they're really, taking L's, right? Like it's not easy to write. You've went through, so, so there, there's some yeah, self-doubt, so, I'm sure. So, so really what I tell people is, um, it's a learning process. You're not going to just jump in the game and have it figured out with vending. It's, it's learning. Um, and so for example, there's a dude that I helped out, um, and I just was reading his post, and he made a, he said something about, I don't know if it was candy machines, I'm not sure exactly, I have to ask him, but he was like, uh, made a long post about how the first month they made 20 bucks, and then the second month they made $250. So the point is, is that when you first place a machine, um, it's not going to be perfect. You got to learn that location, you got to learn what the people like, and so in vending, you know, I tell them, be patient and keep going and keep trying and, and keep experimenting. And um, and you'll grow, you know, literally an empire if that's what you like. Mm-hmm. So, you know, patience, really. Patience and, um, you know, and perseverance. Just keep going. Don't don't think that it's... A lot of people see stuff, you know, because of how gurus, oh, yeah, you know, they just make it the end result. You know, they don't show people the steps through. So I like to be transparent with folks too. Let them know what to expect, the bad, the downs, you know. So they're not, um, you know, sold a, sold a dream. Uh, but yeah, so patience, patience, guys. I, I love it, man. How can people find you? Um, Really, my place of platform is Instagram. Um, so I crave vending on Instagram. I mean, even on Facebook, I have an I crave vending page too, um, or I crave vending.com. <laughs> and that's um, craving the crave is with a K. Yeah. Yeah. So it's with a K, um, with a K and, um, you know, and, and, you know, funny enough when people write me, I write them back. So if anybody really wants to, you know, even if they have a question, whatever, you just want to follow just to see what I'm posting get some inspiration have at it okay <laughs> nice i love it man yeah so i crave vending on ig facebook uh i crave vending.com uh, another great place to find you um yep. yeah well man i am i'm blown away man so thank you so much for the value and you know everything yeah, that you provided it. uh i definitely uh you know if definitely if you're looking into vending machines make sure uh you hit up uh Lakinia. and also uh from what i g- gathered I wouldn't start with snacks and drinks at first. It's a good, you know, it's a, it's a cool yeah, platform yeah, to yeah. do, but, uh, yeah, if, if, if you're looking to like, man, I want to make some money, money, you know, um, there's other things you got snacks and drinks, you got beauty, you got toiletries, you got laundry products, you got, um, CBD machines, which, you know, that's a little, that's a little here and there, but you know, you can put anything inside of a machine 
Um, and so you don't have to be limited to just snacks and drinks. Now, if you just want to start off with ease and just kind of see what the business is about, okay, snacks and drinks is cool. Um, if you got some kids out there, get them a candy machine, teach them about finances. That's another thing I do a lot, you know, talk to people and their kids and they get excited and start teaching them financial responsibility at a young age. Uh, that we didn't talk about candy machines, but that's a low entry point. Very easy to start up, you know, about $300 to get started. Um, mm. So, yeah. I yeah, love man. that, man. I got to, you know, when I, I work with a lot of kids over the uh like over the years, so I definitely got to, you know, reconnect with you just so you can, you know, reach out yeah, and speak yeah. to some of them oh, yeah. as well. So well, I'd love to, for sure. Awesome. Awesome, man. Well, man, I, again, as usual, man, I, I'm indebted. Thank you so much for that. Uh, for, for everyone listening in, whether you're on YouTube or I know the majority uh, listen via um Pod, Apple Podcast, man, mm-hmm. just just chime in, tune in. All her information will be at the bottom or on the screen if you're watching. But Kenya, thank you so much. I definitely thank appreciate you, Michael. It. it was nice chatting with you, man. I really appreciate you. And um, yeah, thanks so much. Absolutely, man. You're killing the game. Anyway, guys, as usual, man, I appreciate you guys. Love you. As usual. Thank you for listening.